on this episode of Why Watch That. When somebody rides into town, there there needs to be an understanding of what mm. how this thing works. And look, all we gotta do, all we gotta do is close a door. I'm gonna tell you that you close that door like that, you, and we know what the message is. We know is. Okay. that's right. I'm not gonna tell you the way, but you change when things change. Look, I and need things to change be near that change. thing. I'm gonna tell you that. I need to get fall asleep. <laughs> Did you learn fall. a lesson? <laughs> look, I, look, I'm sorry. Let me fall asleep overnight and, and see what happens. <laughs> Wonder Woman coming out of the Justice League movies, which by the way, did you know that they're releasing the director's cut yes. on HBO Max? So uh -huh. four hours. Uh, I don't know if I can handle that, but <laughs> it, it is coming to us. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here uh -oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A why watch that sneak peek? Well, we got two sneak peeks. Fellas, ladies, I'm sitting in a hallway right now. <laughs> I'm on vacation. And guess what happens? We get two sneak peeks oh. right before I'm about to kick my feet up and not shower for several days. <laughs> um, but until then, we caught the critic before he's whisked off. Oh my goodness, I am like, somebody help me. I, like, we, we were going back and forth. I was like, oh, can I watch this? Like, so, you know, we have we have two movies. One of them I watched in full. The other I watched apart. The ref watched both. But ref, tell us, what are we starting with? Well, we're going to start with News of the World, which is the new Paul Greengrass movie starring an amazing cast. But he he, he didn't do it alone. Paul Greengrass directed it. Of course, we know him if you do, if you don't remember Born um, Identity. Or no, I'm sorry, Born Supremacy. Uh, the, the last half of the Born series, all but the first one. You know, United '93. I mean, just on and on. We know Paul's work. A uh, former documentarian. I don't know if yes. you knew that, but um, he wrote it with Luke Davies, who also co-wrote Catch Twenty Two, the recent iteration of that. This is all based on Paulette Giles' novel. And the cast that dear old Paul assembled, <laughs> or shall we say maybe this lead lead actor assembled, who knows? Mm, yeah. But this cast is freaking amazing. We have heading 
it all, driving it all, doing the work. <laughs> Tom Hanks, of course, and we're we're no stranger, but I don't think we've seen Tom Hanks in a Western before right. quite like this. So this is something interesting. Along with him is newcomer Helena Zingel. Zingel. She is German and she won the Berlin Film Festival Actress um, top the top award there. Hmm. She's a tiny little um, ball of thunder and we can't wait to tell you about her performance and we can't wait to see more from her. Along, and they're really the two. That's it, really. Yeah. But the cameos that happen are just amazing. We have, of course, Elizabeth Marvel, who is popping in. We love her. So good. Uh, let me tell you something. When, when somebody rides into town, there there needs to be an understanding of what mm. how this thing works. And look, and all we gotta do, <laughs> all we gotta do is close a door. I'm gonna tell you that you close that door like that, you, and we know what the message we know. Is. Okay. That's right. You know, I don't know if it was payment for him staying there or <laughs> I don't know. But Elizabeth Marvel, uh, not only that, but she will surprise you with the language she knows. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> Ray McKinnon. Mm. Ray McKinnon is showing up. And you know what? The fact of the matter is, you know, I love Ray McKinnon for many, yes. many reasons. And that is namely Rectify that you guys have not watched yet. Um, <laughs> Mayor... <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Mayor or Marie? It's Mayor. Oh, mm-hmm. It's Mayor. Okay, I always want to change it because it looks like Mayor, but Willingham, she's really just the kindest soul, and they cast her quite well. I mean, on and on, but namely Bill Camp shows up, and I don't even know if I should have said that. Yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. it's already does, said, you won't, you it, won't really see it coming anyway. No, you won't see it coming, and then other people that we've we've known and loved. Uh, but before we get into how we felt about this, would you mind going through the plot and tell us what is actually happening here? Yeah, absolutely. So it is 1870 and we start in Northern Texas. Now, orient yourself in time and history. Okay. Now remember, okay, the 13th Amendment passed in 1865. Okay. So let's understand where we are in time and where we are as well. And Tom and Hanks, does everybody recognize? <laughs> well, we'll get into oh, that. Okay. So Tom oh, Hanks oh, plays Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd. So yes, he is a Civil War vet. Yes, he did fight for Texas. But what does that mean? How does that inform his character? I'm not going to tell you. Confederate. You'll have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have to find out. Yes, he he fought for the losing side. Obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he makes his money by going from town to town. He's going from the north of Texas south, telling them the news. Mm-hmm. News of the world. Oh, yeah. Okay. Local mm. news, federal news. And when he says federal news, you'll uh. hear the crowd and their reaction. <laughs> React. <laughs> okay. So these people are that paying. That first crowd cracked me up. <laughs> so, they, so you pay a dime to hear him read the news. That's what he does. He has his little horse and buggy. Now, across Texas, as he's going south, he comes across a scene. I'll put it that way. Now, what kind of scene? It's brutal. Because Mm -hmm. at this point, in, in, in general, when you think of Texas, it's land. And the land 
wait a minute, who has ownership of the land? Who's supposed to have ownership of the land? How does that affect the livelihood that you have, support for your family, just group against group? All of this stuff is here. So keep in mind, you have the white folk, you have the Native Americans, and they're called the Indians at this point. Oh, boy. Okay. Mm. You got black people, you got Mexicans. Oh, all of that's here. And he comes mm-hmm. across the scene and he finds a little white girl and she is supposed to be taken somewhere. He doesn't know where, he doesn't know where she's come from, but she ain't come from nowhere that he knows. Mm. I'll put it that way. And how do they communicate? Now he is tasked with taking her to someone who can take her to where she belongs because essentially she needs to be reunited with her family. Ooh, why? Now, why? Who took her, right? Oh. Hmm. And how long have they had her? And oh. where is she supposed to go? Is she wanted back? Does she want to go back? Mm. Yeah. All of these yeah. questions arise. And similarly, for the captain, where's his family? Mm. He's from San Antonio in the South. Is he going to visit them? Do they want him back? Mm. Why hasn't he been there? Why is he traveling alone? If he has a wife. Mm. So, with this little girl in tow, he's trying to get rid of her, give her to somebody else so that he could do his job. But you know what happens, of course. And along the way, as they get to know each other, well, what does she think about what he does? What does he think about her? And what are the obstacles in the way of them arriving at the appropriate destination? Remember, it's 1870 in Texas and people are desperate. Mm. Now with that said, yeah. Yeah. Look at here. This is what I was thinking right from the beginning. Because you have Tom Hanks showing us, hey, he's this orator, he's giving the news, he makes his money this way. And and there is uh, an empathy we need to have immediately for this to work. That's why you hire Tom Hanks, okay? Of course, of course. They're back together again. Why not? In short hand at that, come on. There you go. But you know who I was thinking of as a director instead of Paul? Steven Spielberg. See, you know, interesting. I have something to say about that after you're done because I have something very specific to say that I think you're going to agree with. Mm-hmm. Because Steven Spielberg will enhance Tom Hanks. Steven yep. Spielberg will add to us being right there, empathetic. Right there, mm-hmm. because you don't have a lot of time. When you look at Paul's filmography, his brilliance is tension. Yep. You said United 93. You talked about the Bourne series. Look, we have 22 July, which y'all haven't seen on Netflix. Tension. That is his gift. And when you get to these scenes, you'll see the first one and you go, Oh. oh, this is him. Now, it's not that the stuff without tension is bad. It's just I knew that Paul wasn't comfortable with those moments that didn't have tension. It was It was like he was erased. Like his it, aesthetic was erased. Exactly. And then you mentioned he was a documentarian. It's just like that. It's like he sat the camera down, Tom do your thing and let's see what happens. And you'll even if you're really watching some of the minor characters, their lines don't really land. 
because you don't have a director who's used to these beats. Not that it's bad. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's just not nailing it like Paul can do. And when you see it in those tense scenes, it's clear to me what mm -hmm. the difference was. Uh, also, I will have to say, for all of you who might have heard what I said, we got the white folk, the Native Americans, the black folk, and the Mexicans. The perspective are the perspectives here are not diverse. So I will yeah. have to tell you that if you're expecting that, if that's something that matters to you, it is not there. It is implied what the other side is, but you see it from one perspective. So let's put that there as well. Overall, for me, Raph, I will always watch Tom Hanks. I, you know, you yeah. can have the man yeah. doing anything. He's just, he just is right. so good and clean and clear. And those tense moments, I I was it like, I just woke right up when they happened. Uh, the other ones were fine. I think the rest of the cast, like you said, well casted, that little girl speaking whatever she's saying. Yeah. I mean, they, the way they were communicating, the the little uh, almost cameos, like you called it before we started, from the other actors, Elizabeth Marvel, Mayor Winningham, Bill Camp, all of those little things, and some other people, they all make sense. So I think everybody, here's the thing though, and then Raph, of course, you can piggyback off of this. Yep. This will only be in theaters on Christmas in the United States. So you will not be able to stream it. So would I go to a theater? I would not, of course not, not right now. But with Universal and its agreement with AMC and moving on, the window is shorter. So we anticipate that you'd be able to stream it sometime in mid-January. So if I were waiting, would I watch it that way? Yeah, probably because look, Paul Greengrass is a wonderful director, even though in some of the moments here, he wasn't quite comfortable. Tom Hanks is on screen and you have the other things as well. So it was good for me, but I think it could have been better. You know, here's the thing about it. I, I definitely, I watched it um, on a smaller screen mm -hmm. uh, and it's a Western. So you've got these wide, wide angles. And one thing we shouldn't be confused about, Paul Greengrass is a master of, hmm, of, well, let, let me pause on that. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I will say that on a smaller screen, watching a Western, knowing that, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that this would play out much better with the surround sound, especially when you have, no spoiler, but shootouts. It's yeah. a Western. You've got all of the ingredients of a Western. The shootouts, the running, the meeting up of, of, of with Indians as they, as they call them, and how does that interaction work? All of that I would think would play out better on a big, bigger, wider scale, which is how he probably shot it. The thing that really is tricky about news of the world is that you have, no offense, you have a person who's drenched in English European culture mm -hmm. come into the States and what kind of wide open space do they have in that country? It is a little daunting. It's a lot. It's the rolling hills and all of those things. You really, I didn't feel grounded ever. I, I never felt grounded mm -hmm. um, as, as someone viewing this. And Paul Greengrass, if you watch all of those other movies, is, are, he's known for his shortcuts, jerky camera, and extreme close-ups. 
on action. This was all panned out. It almost felt like Steve McQueen without mm. the artistry of Steve McQueen. Kind right. of just let it happen. And and for this, because it's Tom Hanks, because he's with a, a wonderful actress who's a little girl doing great work, you got all the ingredients. Because it's a Western, because the good versus evil aspect, we need those close-ups. We need to see the tears that, that some characters are shedding. We, the camera was way back. I just didn't feel intimate. I didn't feel like I belonged. And mm. that's not like Paul Greengrass. So here's my thing. I think maybe what happened was that script, which is heavy, mm-hmm. it's a heavy-handed script in the wrong hands of wrong actors. <gasps> ouch, ouch, ouch. It would not have been, it wouldn't have been good. It, so whenever Paul like does the script and the movie, it gets a little tricky. Like that Last Born movie. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if anybody remembered that, but the Last Born movie that kind of tanked a little bit. That's, I, I would like one or the other. Mm-hmm. Give me Paul on, on the script or give me Paul, you know, um, directing. And again, I'm not knocking this man. This man's a genius. It just didn't feel like him. Mm. And so at the end of the day, do you go, you ask the question, do you go into the theater? Here's my thing. If you're in an area where the count is absolutely low, like your state or your city has it absolutely under control and you and your family are just itching to get out and you don't mind wearing masks for over an hour and a half. Yeah, almost two hours. Mm-hmm. I, almost two hours. If you don't mind all of that, then I think if you want a smell of normalcy, seeing Tom Hanks on the screen saving a little girl certainly won't drag you down. Right, yeah. <laughs> what may drag you down is the fact that you can't eat your popcorn while it's happening. <laughs> So I say proceed with extreme caution if you do go outside. If not, the, the critics already kind of laid it out. I think this thing is coming to our home a little faster than we think it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but what if Steven Spielberg had done it? That's my question now. Has he ever done a Western? Um, I... Uh, I, I don't... Mm. So, I don't... If yeah. not, it hasn't been a... I would love to see that. Yeah, exactly. Like, anyway. So, our second sneak peek here. Wonder Woman 1984. Okay? Now, this will be in theaters where available and on HBO Max. What? Yep. On Christmas, December 25th, of course. So, again, in theaters, if you can find it, and on HBO Max. So at the same time, and know that HBO Max, Warners has said, hey, we're going to be releasing all of our movies next year simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max, but it will be on HBO Max for 31 days only from the open date. So just know that it won't be there forever. It's for 31 days. So the question is, of course, going to be, is this a big screen event? Let's go out. Or am I just going to pay the $15 for that month and watch it (laughs) at home? So uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is directed once again, the sequel uh, by Patty Jenkins, who co-wrote the screenplay along with Jeff Johns and David Callahan. Of course, it's starring Gal Gadot, uh, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig has a wig and some other stuff on here. We got my boy, my boy, the Mandalorian, the Red Viper, Pedro Pascal. 
is in it. Robin Wright, Connie Nielsen are back and others. Ref, tell us all about it. I saw about 45 minutes of it. You finished it. What's going on? Okay, here's the deal. This is the sequel to the first Wonder Wonder Woman that we saw a couple years ago. We have lovely Diana Prince, who is now in 1984. And the question is, who's not there? That's really the question. Yeah. Because this is a woman who clearly is living a life on her own without the love of her life. Now, before we even notice that, there's an opening scene. Because we go back. She remembers something. Mm. Recalls. She's about 10 years old. She's running. And again, we're in, you know, we're in the, we're in the uh, uh, ethereal uh, place in the Amazon where she grew up, where we saw in the first Wonder Woman. She's running through, cracking through the woods. What is she running to? Well, we get to this big, almost Olympic games where all of the, the entire village slash town is there to witness the best and the creme de la creme athletes do what they do. Up shows young 10-year-old Diana, but why? What is she trying to do? She's competing with the best. Well, her mother stands over watching and her great mentor played by, of course, uh, Robin Wright, who every time I see her do this, I, I get, I just need more of her. Can we have more of her? Yeah. She sees young Diana show up and Diana wants to compete. Now the race is on, they're cracking through and Diana surprisingly is doing something that everybody's surprised that she's doing <laughs> until a certain moment. And after that certain moment, she has a good talking to. Mm. What is the talk about? Well, you know the talk is going to show up later in the movie. Flashback forward to 1984, where we find ourselves somehow being entrenched in these old ruins. It's almost like these different uh, artifacts have come into play with Diana at work. And her co-worker, Kristen Wiig, who plays Barbara Minerva, Mm. <laughs> is 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 trying to figure out what these artifacts mean. And anytime for some reason you come in contact with a certain artifact, things change. Yeah. And they change depending on you. Now I'm not going to tell you how. Mm. And I'm not going to tell you the way, but you change when things change. Look, and I need things to change be near that change. thing. I'm going to tell you that. I need to get fall asleep. <laughs> Did you learn fall... a lesson? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Let me fall asleep overnight and, and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. Barbara Minerva, who is an extremely awkward person and has been bullied, is, you know, trying to get to the bottom of this artifact where Diana starts to sniff out that this artifact may not be the best because mm -mm -mm, as you saw in the trailer things appear and one of those things that appears in her life is Steve Trevor played by Chris Pine oh. we're not going to tell you how that happens but you know from the trailer that he's there wait a minute mm. didn't he didn't he die in the first one well yeah. we'll see if it's really him and mm. we'll see how he got there and Diana also realizes that a certain Barbara Minerva also 
has come in contact with this artifact and things change for her. We'll talk about that in a second. But let's actually talk about the fact that Maxwell Lord, played by Pedro, comes into the picture and he wants that artifact. Now, the whole question of the movie is, does he get the artifact? Mm. What happens if he does get the artifact? Mm. And if he does get the artifact, how does that change him? Because we know you change and it changes when you come in contact with it. And what are the results of it? Throughout the movie, we see Diana chasing down the repercussions and the consequences of this artifact. And the question at the end is, can she stop it? Or will it cost her everything that she's ever loved? Ooh. Hmm. Mm. Now, that's the gist. I mean, it's a superhero movie. It, you know, you know how it plays out. We know that this won't be the end of things. Yeah. Um, I'll have to say this. This is a Wonder Woman coming out of the Justice League um, movies. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, did you know that they're releasing the director's cut on on HBO Max? So Uh four hours. uh, I I don't know if I can handle that, but (laughs) it, it is coming to us. The thing about it is when you watch Wonder Woman 1984, a couple of things are going to happen. We've already seen it a little bit with Stranger Things. You're going to get nostalgic. I mean, we've got the mall scene. You know, we've got the hair. We've got the clothes. And we've got all, you know, the music also is coming into play. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I, uh. I kind of crumble under the knees. I love the 80s. I love the 80s. Yeah. And when I was thinking about this movie, especially when you get to the end where, you know, the bad guy has to, we have to face the music, you know, that mm-hmm. in every superhero movie, the bad guy has to face the music. Yeah. Does he really face it? Mm-hmm. Is there really a resolve? It reminded me of a movie that I, I saw in the 80s. And I think this is going to be perfect, perfectly related. This movie also had a, some good guys and some bad guys. It also had a certain entity that could change people based on who they are really inside. And by the time you get to the end of this particular movie, and this took place in the eighties, by the time you get to the end of this movie, it's not going to take just us watching, but it's going to take everybody participating Mm -hmm. to make sure that things get back to normal. Maybe. And that movie is, Care Bears movie two, a new generation. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Oh, it you, care- have the, you have to do the care stare. The care st- There was a care stare in this movie. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> you know I'm. Oh, you didn't get there. Wait till you get there. There's a care stare. <laughs> this reminded me of Care Bears, that second movie. I remember being in the movie theaters watching that, and then they say, "Oh, you know, all all the kids out there." Yes. Yes. Uh huh. So we care stare in Wonder Woman. (laughs) I'm not kidding, Pat. Kidding, Patty. I see you. (laughs) Now, in all seriousness, if you like that movie, you will like Wonder Woman. In all seriousness, you know what felt good, critic? It felt good to see a superhero movie on whatever way we can. This is a new one. None of them have been released since this horrible pandemic. And it was nice to see. Is this the best? I can't say so because I feel like there's two V's going on. Whenever we're in the Amazon ancient times, 
That's when Patty Jenkins's genius springs out. The camera angles. I was literally trying to find my breath Mm. that first 15 minutes. Literally trying to find it. So good. Action packed. And that's, quite frankly, where Wonder Woman works. Whenever we get into the love story or the backstory or any other story, it does I'm going to be a little harsh. It kind of falls apart. And so we go from action scene to action scene, but you will not be disappointed by the action scenes. I have to highlight, you know, everybody did a great job. Fine. Kristen Wiig, you know, we know who she becomes. I'm not going to release it, but we know the arch nemesis of Wonder Woman. She becomes that person. We know that. Mm. We'll see how that actually pans out. But I have to highlight this. You know, the person having the best time in this? Pedro was having a good time wait till you get to the end how many times i gotta say it about pedro pascal he's just having a good time if you want to see an actor just literally saying i don't care what movie this is i don't (laughs) care who's directing this movie i don't even care what genre it is i need you to watch this man's performance because i liken that performance to are you ready and then i'm done with comparison Hmm. I liken it to Faye Dunaway's Supergirl <laughs> performance. I'm not kidding. <laughs> when you get to the end, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my goodness, Supergirl! The two, yes, the two of them together, <laughs> side by side. Because, you know, Max is kind of a Lex Luthery kind of guy. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. He was saying, Faye Dunaway, get the freak out of my way. I'm about <laughs> to steal your thunder. So that's my experience of Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, my goodness. So everybody, you can tell that there, there are lots of moments of fun. And like the ref is saying, look, this cast, it is well casted. It really is. You will see that. There is just a scene I remember, ref, with Pedro when he, you'll see who he meets. And he uh, resolves himself to do something. And this man is acting to the camera like you never believe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Pedro, you better do that. You better do that. I echo what the ref said from just the 45 minutes I saw. The first big action sequences right Holy at the beginning. Crap. Jeez. Whoa. Ooh. Patty Jenkins, cinematographer here, where they are putting that camera, like you're saying. Yeah. It's enjoying that. Hans Zimmer's music. It is, if you have great sound, because we need to talk about it this way as well. If you have great sound at home, you, I was riveted. And then we go to Earth and all of that. And even that, you get another big action sequence. And some of the moments, some of the choices where Wonder Woman leaves certain people, it's just these people are thinking. So you get your lulls. That's going to happen. Everybody can take a bathroom break. It's two and a half hours long. You'll be fine. I stopped it and came back. I was writing the movie again. So it's that kind of thing. So if you're thinking about, oh, should I do it on HBO Max? Will it work over the holidays? I think it will. Um, if you want to go to a theater, if it's available, I mean, it was made for a theater. So yeah, there you go. And now there we are, Ref. And those are two movies on Christmas Day, December 25th. Remember, news of the world, only in theaters until it's not. And then Wonder Woman 1984, both in theaters if you can find it. And of course, on HBO Max the same day. We are getting gifts left and right, and the gifts keep on coming, and we need gifts this year. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.